I'm so happy to be here, and I didn't have to drive in any snow. Yay! <laughs> it's always questionable when you get to this side of town. <laughs> it's so much fun. You guys are worth of it. Worth. You guys are worth it, and you're super used to it too. So you guys just come out when it snows or not. So I am really excited to be here. I've just, I've been feeling Holy Spirit. Just, I want to get right, just right to it. But I've been feeling Holy Spirit bringing us up to a new level. And, and just even reminding me again and reminding me again and then sitting over there again. And I'm like, okay, okay, I hear you, I hear you. So I'm telling all of you too. You probably have already felt it and you probably already heard it too because I know that I've been speaking with a lot of, um, a lot of our, our faith family and just with our women's conference on Friday and just the struggles and the battles. And I love that you guys sang that song because I know that it's Holy Spirit in that. He's just speaking to the body because he doesn't just speak to one of us. He speaks to all of us. And it's really cool that he, um, he unifies us that way. It's the same. We have the same. We're one together as the body of Christ. But he is calling us to a new level. And I, I want to encourage you today. I'm here. I know it was like on purpose for God to send me to encourage you today to not quit. Because he is pulling us up to a higher level. So the, the pain that you've been going through, the battle you've been going through, the, the struggles you've been going through. And if you're not the one going through it right now, maybe you've been the one supporting someone else that's going through it. So somebody's going through it. We're all going through it. But it's because he's bringing us up to a new level. Because he's coming back for a body that is pure, that is holy, that is ready and prepared for him. I shared with the women, I'm like, how scary and weird would that be to be um, like the, the, the arranged marriages? Those are, those are really, like if you really think about the depth of those, it's very creepy and scary. Like I know I would be really creeped out. All of a sudden you're put in this room with some strange man that you don't know and that's scary, right? God doesn't want that as his bride. He wants to know you. He wants an intimate relationship with you, a continual love relationship with you right now before he sees you face to face. He wants it now, and he's calling us higher. And it, you can't do it with your spouse. You can't do it with your friend. You can't do it through your parents. You can't do it through, you can't do it like that. You've got to do it through yourself with just him and you. That's it. That's it. And that's what he wants, and that's what he's calling us to, to a higher level. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you. We thank you, God, that you are already here because you said in your word, when there is two or three gathered, you are here in our midst. So we just welcome you. We bless you. Father, I just pray right now that your spirit would just move, God, that our hearts are open, that we are, have anointed ears to hear what you want to say, God. And that we will be obedient, that our hearts will be obedient to hear and respond. In Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence, God. We will never take it lightly, God. We will never take it for granted, God. We are hungry for more this morning. Give us more. Holy Spirit, fill us up and make us so new. Tear away everything that is not of you, that we can see you closer, that we can know you more, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Because I don't want to live one day that I don't know him more. I want to know something new about my husband every day. I want to know something new about my children every day. And when you're focusing after like that, God will show you. He wants to show you. He desires to show you that. So don't quit. And I'm here to cheer you on. All right? And if you're, if you're in the running mode and you're ready, because sometimes you're so tired, I know, like, Sometimes you're so tired that you're like someone saying, don't quit, run. And you're like, are you kidding me? I can't even lift up my fingers right now. I'm so tired, right? We've all been there. Like, I've been there with you. Like, I can't, you want me to praise Jesus through this? Like, even singing that song, some of us sometimes might be like, I can't praise. I can't even get a breath out. But we're going to hold your arms up if you're, if you're in that position, if you're the one that's fighting that. So, um, I don't know. It took me like last year until I heard this story. So don't judge me. Maybe you guys have already heard this story. Maybe you haven't. But the bamboo story, this is really cool. Have you guys ever heard about bamboo and how it grows? And so maybe you haven't, maybe you have, but you'll just, just, you know, learn it with me again. Just be like, oh my gosh, you know how you guys do to your kids? And they're like, dad, look what I can do. And they're like this. And you're like, that's so cool. But really that was so dumb. What did you just do? Right? 
So give me that action, okay? So everybody wake up. <laughs> yes. Wow, it's so cool, Pastor Becca. <laughs> okay, you guys know I'm from Kids Church, right? So I'm always going to bring it with me. Can never take it out of me. It's in there forever. <laughs> um, so anyways, the water, they had to water and fertilize bamboo for five years before they see anything. Anything at all. So I don't know about you. I've just recently got some plants. Some of them are still alive. Some of them. My daughter Precious is really good at it. Joe's pretty good at it too. They're like, they're like plant, they got they got their plant thing going. So but I probably would have given up on the first month or two, maybe three, if I didn't see anything. But you have to, so bamboo, you have to water, fertilize, probably not overwater. I'm sure there's rules there too. Precious tells me all the time, Mom, quit watering it so much. You're killing it. So there's rules there too. But the uniqueness of this plant, that once on the fifth year, it finally grows in six weeks. It only takes six weeks. It grows 90 feet in six weeks. Isn't that crazy? But see, the, the reason why it took five years, the fifth year to get there, is because for it to be able to support that tall, that 90 feet tall, it had to grow roots in the ground. That whole time, it was growing in the ground. And if you went out every time, man, this plant's not doing anything. Forget it. I give up. I give up. I give up. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to keep coming out here, watering it, taking my time to do this. And every time it's, it's growing deeper and it's growing deeper and it's growing deeper because on that fifth year, it's God knew. He made it like that. He designed it like that. It's going to sprout up in six weeks to 90 feet tall. And some of you, if you have teenage boys, you've seen that right now. <laughs> Suddenly, you're buying jeans again next month. And the next month you're buying jeans again because their pants are getting like this shorter and shorter and shorter. But that is, but think about how awesome that is. Think about the prayers that you have sown in the ground, all of those tears, right? Those are seeds that you've sown. And maybe you haven't seen it yet. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up on your kids. Don't give up on your spouse. Don't give up on your loved ones. Don't give up on them. It is growing. It's getting stronger. And I know it hurts. I know it does. I'm there with you. I am so there with you. Because you feel like I'm failing. Look at this. I can't even make a plant grow. Like I'm failing. I'm failing. I'm failing. And God's saying, you're not failing. It's getting stronger. Don't, don't grow weary. Don't grow weary. It's getting stronger. Don't quit. You've got to keep watering it, keep fertilizing it with God's word. God is doing a work on the inside. And you know what? While you're doing that, he's answering your prayers. But you know what? He's also doing a work on you. He's doing a work on you. He's so awesome that way that he orchestrates his love and his mercy for you. But he orchestrates it and he comes in and he does it for me. And then he pulls you in on the way and he pulls you in on the way and he comes this way and that way because he doesn't want any of us left behind. He's such a good father. That's why I'm convinced he's not back yet. I'm like, come Lord, this world's crazy. Some days I feel so hopeful. I'm like, if I didn't have Jesus, how depressing is this world? No, no wonder people are medicating themselves with, with um, alcohol and drugs or, you know, whatever their, their food or whatever they're medicating themselves with. Because if they don't have hope that we have, that we carried, ugh, yuck, right? But God is waiting because he's so merciful because he wants everyone to be a part of his kingdom. He doesn't want to leave anyone behind. So don't quit. Don't give up. Stay encouraged. Never, never, never quit. I have a, a little, um, I have a prop bag here. Brought my old school kids church stuff. I'm used to props with kids church, but okay. So this one, I know you guys cannot see this, but I'm going to tell you what it says. Well, maybe some of you can. I couldn't see it that far. It says, never, never, never quit. And I know it's a Winston Churchill um, message that he sent, but my, my dad got me this. It's really special to me. It's kind of tarnished now. I probably should take better care of it. But um, he got me this when I, my, my first year of teaching, and it's long ago now, but I was teaching in elementary school, really, really hard elementary school in Lorraine. It, if you don't know where Lorraine is, it's west of Cleveland. It's about probably almost an hour from here, 45 minutes. But it is, I, I want to, I kind of describe Lorraine as like a mini 
Cleveland, like a city schools of Cleveland, okay? And so, well, some of the schools, some of the areas are. And it was hard, oh my gosh. But I love those kids. I chose to work there. I chose it. I, I grew up in Lorraine. I went to school there. A lot of our Joshua kids, um, they, they went to school there. And so I chose to work there. I was so excited about being there. And so it wasn't like, oh, I was placed in this terrible thing. I wanted to be there. I was ready to go in on the mission field. And so my dad got me this, a paperweight, put on my desk, never, never, never quit. Because let me tell you, some days I wanted to quit. You have second graders? Oh my gosh, let me tell you. You're like, what in the world? Kristen knows. <laughs> and these are second graders. I can't even imagine what she goes through. <laughs> but they, I'm telling you, I got called every name in the book. One year, I'm like, you know what? That's it. Just don't call me fat. You call me fat, it's on. We're going. I got called. I'm not even going to tell you. But I'm a second grader. I'm like, little boy. Jesus, never, never, never quit. Jesus, help me. <laughs> right? But he don't quit. He is cheering you on. You cannot quit. Don't quit. So the ways to stay, put that back in there, ways to stay encouraged to help you to never quit. Let me wipe my nose. Sorry, you guys got me crying in here. Just a good, good, good presence of Jesus. So I'll just take care of that so I'm not sniffling. Um, Put on a garment of praise. So cool. I'm sitting over there, and I'm like, you guys read my notes. Yes, you guys are awesome. You read his notes. That's what you read. But Isaiah 61, verse 3. To console those, this is like that big chapter of all of this good stuff in here in Isaiah, but I'm going to just read verse 3. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, to oil the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And the Hebrew word for garment here is atah, and I might be saying it wrong, so if you know how to speak Hebrew... Once again, be nice to me. <laughs> so a tie here is more than a coat. It teaches to wrap or cover ourselves in the garment of praise. It's to leave no openings through which hostile elements can penetrate. So I have two coats here. Jeremiah calls this my Oprah coat. I'm going to show you both of them. He says my Oprah Winfrey coat because it's so like... It's pretty, right? It's just like so fancy and stuff with my fur. I don't know. Jeremiah, if you don't know my son Jeremiah, he's pretty funny. He's, he says random stuff, but he's really funny. And I have here my um, not-so-good garment with lots of holes. <laughs> with lots of holes in it. So this is not the one I want to wear. But you have to keep on the garment of praise. Wrap yourself in the garment of praise. It's teaching us to wrap yourself in it. Don't allow any holes. Don't allow any outside sources to penetrate. It says hostile. Hostile sources. That, that's harsh. That's a hard word. Hostile is something coming against you ready to hurt you, right? If I hear the word hostile, I think, ooh, it's like a scary dog or a person coming against you to attack you or running at you. So only of this garment of praise can replace or repel a spirit of heaviness. It's the only thing. So when you're feeling heavy, when you're feeling hopeless, when you're feeling fearful, put on the garment of praise. And it will replace it with, a, with joy and encouragement. Because that hope belongs to you. It belongs to me. And I know, like, sometimes, even, I have to be honest with you, even like last night when I'm studying, I was just studying this. And I'm like, man, it's, it's hard to put on a garment of praise when you feel heavy. It just felt heavy, just heavy. And so it's hard to do that. And, and I'm not like, I know that, like, I'm, I want to be sensitive to that because I know that when people are going through something like that, it's hard and heavy. And even to just pick something up and put it on can be really hard to do, right? Think about, like, when you've been really sick and you're just like, I can't move and you're just so in pain like everything hurts so to put on something to get dressed and put something on would be so difficult but just wait we're going to get there <laughs> but you can't leave any gaps any room for the enemy and listen some of us are walking around wearing this wearing this crazy looking sweater 
And we think we look like that. Right? right? We think we've got our Oprah coat on. Right. Our cool looking GQ, or maybe guys looking GQ on, suit coat on. And we're walking around like this. And people are like, oh, I'm going to stay away from her. Right? With our negative words. With our funky attitude. <laughs> Sometimes looks could kill. Don't, yesterday, I have to tell on myself, I was so tired. Like, we had such, I know I probably look pretty goofy wearing this. We had such an amazing time at the, um, the women's conference, and I am not a night person. So I drank coffee at like 5.30, 6 o'clock on the way there. I'm like, through a straw, a big one. So like real fast, I always drink it through a straw, but like really fast. And so I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. I had to keep myself up because I go to bed like at nine o'clock. So it was really hard. And so by the time I got home, like we're just praying with people. It was so powerful. And then I just like, I just have people on my heart from the conference, like my own children, right? Like we know we talked about this, like our own children are in our heart and like, I'm like, oh, God, like I feel so heavy. I can't sleep and I fall asleep. And I'm like, oh, and then you're praying for him again and you fall asleep and you're, so I did not sleep. So I confess, I was, I tried hard though. In my, in my inner being, you guys have no idea how much I saw myself wearing that <laughs> yesterday. I'm like, I'm doing so good right now because I really want to like rip everyone's head off. So for me to be like so sweet, and I saw myself like, hi, good morning, but really I looked like this. And finally, by the end of the night, Pastor Troy, my husband Troy, he's asking me, so what are you talking about tomorrow? What are your points? And he'll help me sometimes. Like, and I know he's doing it to be kind, but sometimes I'm like, leave me alone. It's already what I have. I can't change it. It's, it's six o'clock. You want me to change this? Why are you telling me this? You're giving me your opinion. You're correcting me. He's like, whoa, why are you being so defensive? I'm not being defensive. I'm tired. Can I just be tired? Can you just give me grace for like one day? I can't be perfect every day. <laughs> Literally, like, you know, so he's like, okay. And he goes to the garage to just do stuff to get away from this. <laughs> so I come out there. What's wrong? Why are you? He's like, look, I'm just doing my thing. You are just being like completely out of control. I'm like, I'm just tired. <laughs> So I didn't know. I did, I did finally realize it, you know, but I really was tired. Give, give each other grace. Just, like, pick it up and say, no, no, honey, come here. Come here. Just let's put this on, right? <laughs> let's just put this on. So some of us need your arms to hold each other up whatever season you're in. And sometimes you're the one that are, is fighting for someone else, or you're going through it, and I'm cheering you on, right? Because we are both at those different times. Thank God that we're not like, I know God does it so good most of the time as spouses, like we're not both at the bottom, right? Like sometimes we're like, He's like, I'm going to quit. And I'm like, no, you got this. And I'm like, I can't do it. No, you got this. And so God balances us out like that, and he covers us like that. But listen, you can't walk around like this. Don't stay like that. Take this off. You're letting all kinds of stuff in. I can't go out there and, and stay warm in this. You're not wrapping yourself in the Father's love. You're not wrapping yourself in what he says about you and your thoughts your thoughts. I know that women, I know there's statistics. I don't know what they are, but women speak, talk to themselves way more than even guys do. But you've got to pull those thoughts down every single time it comes up. Nope. Stop. Nope. Stop. You have to have a battle plan to be ready. You can't wait until you're in the middle of the battle. You have to say, no, when I am weak, I'm going to remember to focus on this. That's why it's important to have your word in you. You can't just run to your word when you're going through it with this. You've got to be in it when you're wearing that. Because then when you are low and you are just down and out, that word will rise up in you and it will cover you. That garment of praise will cover you and you'll be able to stay encouraged and no gaps to enter for the enemy. So I'm going to take this off. I'm not wearing this or that because it's too hot, but pretend like I have that on. <laughs> but Isaiah 61 verse 4 says, And they shall build, 
They shall rebuild the old ruins, and they shall rise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations, and then healing to come. See, this isn't just about us. It's for generations to come. And I'm not telling, God doesn't expect you to be perfect because I was not perfect yesterday, even though I think I am most of the time because I literally said that in my, I think I even said it a little bit out loud, but no, he was in the garage, so he didn't hear me. I can't be perfect all the time. (laughs) I'm not. Jesus is like, good, because you're not. (laughs) Right? But how to stay wrapped in that garment of praise is you have to talk to yourself. Because sometimes, even if no one else is talking to you and giving you words of encouragement, at that time, you have to talk to yourself. You can't allow the enemy to talk to you and bring heavy, those heavy circumstances that are pressing down and weighing down on you and that feel so heavy that you can't move. You have to talk to yourself. And Genesis 22 a drink real quick. I'm not this, I'm just referring to this one. You don't have to have that up there because I didn't even give it to him. So, but you can write this down and look at it. Genesis 22. Um, think about Isaac and Abraham. Like that story, I know it's like we think of it as a story. I want to say Bible truth because it is the truth. You think about that, that time when Abraham finally got his promise. He finally got his son and God says, you know what? Let me test your heart. Go take him, and you're going to sacrifice him. And, you know, God, God shows you the word. Like, it's never, it's always new in different seasons. And he's like, you know what? Let me see. Let me test you. Is this more important? Because he's going to test you in those seasons because he wants to be first. He deserves to be first. He cannot have anything else before you. And let me help you. Please let me help you. I want, like, I just want to help people so bad right now. I want to, like, grab them by their arms in in a gentle way. But I know my fists are really tight. And say, listen to me. I can help you not go through pain and suffering. Please, right? Like, parents, don't you want to do that to your kids? Like, please. I see what's happening. I love you so much. That's what God is doing. He loves us too much to allow us to stay there. He knows that anything that is in our heart, in the way, keeps us from him. It keeps us from experiencing the goodness that he has for us. And he's like, just listen to me. So listen, if you can have a teachable heart today and every day at every moment, like, God, please help me. (laughs) If you can have a teachable heart, you won't have to go through that like the Israelites, like wandering around and here we go again, you know, on the hamster wheel of life. Ugh, it's so depressing and nauseating. Ugh, right? Think about it. I don't know if you guys remember the witch's wheel at Cedar Point, and it would go around like this. It was just, it was terrible. Or the, or the I think it was a rotor. They're at fairs too. And the wall, you stick to the wall and it drops. Oh my gosh, I went on that like, it was probably like six, seven years ago now. I literally thought I was going to have a heart attack. I was like, I think I'm going to die. Oh my gosh. I was praying the whole time because Precious wanted to go on it. But I used to love that when I was little. But those are so, we used to make fun of Aunt Pat. They're so nauseating. Um, When we were little, she would take us to Cedar Point all the time. She's the best. If you guys don't know Aunt Pat, she's my angel mom, my mom's sister. But she would take us to Cedar Point and we would get her on the witch's wheel, even though she hated it. And it just spins. Right? Yeah. But when I was a kid, I'm like, wait. And Aunt Pat's like, oh, I'm going to throw up. Oh, I'm going to throw up. And she would go on it with us because she was so sweet. (laughs) Poor Aunt Pat. And so that is like, Jesus is like, don't do that. Just get off. Get off of that already, right? What are you doing? Get off of that. So he wants all of you because he knows that you need that garment. He wants to cover you. And he knows that when we allow it, he can cover us in that because he doesn't want to make us. He wants a love relationship. And a real love relationship is not forced, right? And so Abraham and Isaac, Abraham was taking his son up. He said, let me test you. Let me see if you really trust me. I gave you this promise. Is this, is this promise your God or am I your God? Right? And so he took him up, took him up to the mountain. All right, God. I trust you. I'm going to walk up there in obedience. I trust you. I'm going to keep going. And Isaac's like, hey, dad, 
Where's the sacrifice? <laughs> right? He probably started to get pretty nervous. We have the wood. We've got the fire. We've got the altar built. Where's the sacrifice? And he, he was the sacrifice. But you know what he told Isaac? God will provide. God's going to provide. So even when it's scary, how terrifying would that be to actually have to put your kid? You wouldn't do it, would you, Sadie? Put your kid up on an altar? I wouldn't do it either. Nope. <laughs> That's crazy. But he did it, right? He put his, and God's not going to ask you to do that. <laughs> it's definitely, definitely, like he might ask you to say, you know what? I come before them. Yeah. That for sure. Yeah. That's what it, really what he wants. Do you trust me more? Do I come before your husband? I'm your husband first. Right? Do, you, do I come before them? Do I come before your money? Do I come before your job? Because when we look at him face to face, nothing else matters. Every day I want to picture it like that. I want to say, God, what if today's the day I look at you in the eyes? Did I hold anything back? There's a, um, it's like forever imprinted in my mind. I got to go to Israel and whoo, I'm telling you, if you haven't gotten to go, I didn't think that I needed to go, but when you go, it's like, it's like you're like walking and you're like, oh my gosh, like it's crazy. God's presence and, and seeing the Bible come alive. But we went into the Holocaust Museum and one of my, one of the movies that it's Schindler's List. If you haven't seen it, you'll have to look it up. It's really old, but it's such a good movie. And one of the, the stories that impacted me so much was at the end, he said, he saved so many Jews. And he looked at his wrist and he said, I could have saved more. I could have saved more. Why didn't I get rid of this watch? He sold so much. He got rid of so much that he had. I could have done more, God. And I still, I still have this. Why? We, we can't do that. God is calling us to look at him like that. I could have done more. I could have laid this down. I could have laid that down. And allow him to speak to you. He's gentle. He's speaking to you differently than he's speaking to me. But if you allow him to, he will speak to you. And it won't take you five years to grow. It will take you six weeks. Because we don't have time, church. We don't have time. There's people dying. There's people suffering. Your kids are not walking in their purpose. We have got to water and fertilize it. Because we've got to grow. We've got to grow people. We've got to grow ourselves, and we've got to grow people because we don't have time. We can't be distracted by the enemy. We've got to cover ourselves in the garment. Amen? So talk to yourself. Don't become fearful or bitter. Don't leave gaps. Stay wrapped and trust him because he can restore it. He restored it. I bet Isaac was pretty mad. Dad, you were going to kill me. What is wrong with you? Jeez, you had me on this altar? What's wrong with you? Why don't you love me? I know I'd be asking my dad that. Like, okay, I'm leaving my mom and dad. They're crazy, <laughs> right? But don't, don't allow the enemy in there. God can restore all things. He wants to restore all things if you give it to him. He can't restore it if you're just going to leave it and not give it to him. He wants to restore it. In Proverbs 18:21, speak life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Church, what do you love? What do you love? Ask yourself that. What do I love? Yep, you might have a right to complain, or you think you do, but we really, we don't, right? We don't have a right to complain. Speak life. Just don't commit to not letting it out of your mouth, and when it does, fix it really quick. Fix it quick with your spouse. Fix it quick with your kids. Fix it. Because you're not perfect and you're not going to be. But when you show them that you have a teachable heart, right away. Do it right away. God has been teaching me that too. Because a spirit of indifference is sin. And so when you sit around and go, you know what? It's not me. It's him. He's, he's the one doing this or she's the one doing that. It's not me. Don't do that. Just, we don't have time for that. Stop it. Like, let's fix this. Let's heal it. And let's go on and God, allow God to restore us. Philippians 4, 8, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So you have to encourage yourself. Like Joseph could have stayed bitter, right? 
They threw him in jail. His family got rid of him. His brothers didn't like him. He could have stayed bitter. He could have said, I'm done. I'm done with this. David, he had to encourage himself. He was anointed king. Like, think about it. He was chosen out of all of his brothers. Think about that moment. He's just like, look at me. I'm the best out of all my brothers. He gets anointed king and then takes forever to be king. He's probably like, God, you missed it. (laughs) You missed it. He would feel, wouldn't you feel like that? Like it took him so long. He's getting, he's getting um, chased down by the, the current king to be killed. He had to encourage himself while he was in those caves. He had to encourage himself. And so sometimes we need to encourage him, encourage ourselves. Um, talking to a, a sister in the Lord, she, she was sick for a while. And her, it's so cool because her husband said, you guys probably know, but I'm not going to share their names. But her husband said to her, or she said to her husband, and I asked her at the, married, or at the women's conference of the night, I said, do you remember saying that to him? But it stuck out to me, and I remember that, and I'm going to hold on to that. But she doesn't even remember she was so sick. But she said, you guys aren't praying hard enough. You're not praying hard enough. Are you even praying for me? And I was like, whew, that's good stuff right there, right? We've got to be praying harder. We've got to be on our knees. We've got to be focused. And I know set aside time for prayer is so powerful and so important. But listen, you don't have to go in and out of it. You can pray when you're in the car. You can pray when you're in the the Taco Bell line. Don't go to Taco Bell. I'm sorry, I didn't say that. (laughs) It's not real food. (laughs) <laughs> you can pray because you need lots of prayer there at those, you know, what'd you say? So you want this, this? And they're like, no, that's not at all what I said, <laughs> you know. But you can be praying all the time. It doesn't matter. God does not want an unbroken fellowship with you. He wants to pray with you all the time. So always, always, always praying. Number three, surround yourself with overcomers. This is the third way to never, to help you to stay encouraged to never quit Who is encouraging you to never quit? Surround yourself with them. Get yourself an overcomer. You know, when Jeremiah, I was 19 when I had Jeremiah. And when I was 19, I thought, I'm grown. Look at me. Now I look back and I'm like, oh, dear Lord, I was a baby, right? (laughs) We look back, I'm like, oh, gosh, I didn't even have my brain developed yet. (laughs) But I remember when, um, when I was giving birth to Jeremiah, like, Obviously, he was my first kid. I'm 19. I had no idea what to expect. And guys, I don't want to gross you out, but I won't, I won't say anything gross. But literally, like, I, and I know you're going to laugh at me when I say this, because they did in the birthing room. I literally thought I was going to die. Like, right? You're like, it's over. It's over. I, thank you, Monica. Thank you. <laughs> Somebody finally understands. <laughs> I'm like, it's over. No, I can't do this. And my mom was there, my sister, the, I had a, a woman doctor. She was so sweet. I liked her so much until that moment. Then I wanted to just kick her in the face. She laughed at me, you guys, literally laughed at me. She's like, that's so cute. Who do you want to do this for you, honey? Your mom? Would you like your mom to do it? Would you like your sister to do it? I'm like, wow, sarcasm right now. This is great, right? But she, I was so serious. I was like, no, I'm going to die. Like, I can't do this. You guys, you don't understand. I'm going to die. Like, my medication wore off. I literally knew at that moment I was, I was dying. Like, it's over. I can't do this. I cannot do this. And so get some overcomers around you. Because really what they were doing is you can do this. You've got this. You're not going to die. You've got this. And so it is pain. It's painful to that person going through it. Maybe you already went through it. Don't laugh at them. that part do what Monica did yes I know it hurts but you've got this you are going to make it through you are going to make it through Galatians 6 9 let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good for at the proper time we will reap if we do not give in be careful because you are you grow into it remember the bamboo story you're growing if you don't see the fruit yet You don't see that bamboo shooting up 90 feet in the air? You're growing roots. You're getting stronger. You don't see it like your finances, your job's not turning around, your kids are still acting crazy, and you want to put them on the altar? Maybe maybe with the wrong motive? (laughs) Right? Take them, Jesus. Burn them up. (laughs) Not like that. Not like that. (laughs) Right? Not like that. But if you don't see it, 
keep on going, keep on watering, keep on fertilizing, keep going out there every morning and water and fertilize that because it's getting deeper. It's getting deeper. It's getting deeper. His word will not return void. It will not return void. And I just, if I could grab every single one of you by the face right now, I want to just grab you by the face and say, don't quit. Maybe in the spirit, Jesus is grabbing you right now. Don't quit. Don't give up. He's got it. You're getting ready to shoot up. The prayers that you've been praying, they're getting ready to shoot up. Don't quit. It's not over. And it's going to be so powerful. God knows how powerful that's going to be. So those roots have to go deep. You are growing. Don't grow weary. You're growing in the right way. Don't give in. Get some overcomers around you. I want you to write this down too to read this week. So don't, don't take all these scriptures just from me. Go and study them yourself and let God make them come alive in your life, in your circumstances, in your situation. But in 2 Timothy 1 and 2, there's several um, times here where Paul is encouraging him. Get you a Paul around you. Get a Paulina around you. Get a Polly around you. Get them around you. He says, God has not given you a spirit of fear. He encouraged. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, peace, and Masi, can you say it? Right? And a sound mind. Yes. <laughs> he walked in at the perfect time. <laughs> because we've been going over that verse because he gets afraid and fear comes at him and we say God has not given you a spirit of fear but of love peace and a sound mind <laughs> that's right and so keep following he says keep following sound teaching no soldier gets entangled in the world affairs. Stop getting entangled. He was telling Timothy, don't get entangled in these, these worldly affairs. Stop it. Keep your mind focused. Keep yourself focused, church. I need you to be focused. Do you know that when these seats are filled, we encourage each other? And I know it's not a just about, about coming to church because it's about everyday life and those life groups and supporting each other. But, man, I have to tell you it's encouraging. It's encouraging because you get to hug me and I get to hug you and I get to look in your face and you get to look in my face. We are building each other up and we need each other that way. So don't get entangled in this world's affairs. Don't allow yourself there. And then if we endure with him, we will also reign with him. So that's all in 2 Timothy. Go back and look at that. And sometimes you have to stay around or stay away from those people wearing up those. Remember the holy garments. Stay away from them. Don't let yourself. I mean, you know, you got to love them still. You have to love them. I'm not saying be mean to them, but maybe just take that and wrap it around them. <laughs> but you have to stay away from them sometimes too. That negative talk if they are doing that to you. 2 Corinthians 9, 24 and 25. It says, do you not know that in a race all the runners run? They're very best to win, but only one receives the prize. Run your race in such a way that you may seize the prize and make it yours. Now, every athlete who goes into training, competes in the game, is disciplined and exercises self-control in all things, and they do it to win a crown that withers, but we do it to receive an imperishable crown that cannot wither. And so you know what? I'm here. I'm on the sidelines right now encouraging you to run. Keep running. Keep running. Keep running. Don't give up. You know, like if you see people racing, I'm here. Keep running. You've got this. Keep running. It says in the Bible that there are, well, we'll get to that verse, but there's a cloud of witnesses. They are cheering you on. They're cheering you on. And maybe I'm the one fighting and I'm the one running. I need you cheering me on. So we've got to keep running. Don't quit. Revelation 3.21 says, He who overcomes the world through believing that Jesus is the Son of God, will grant to him the privilege to sit beside me on the throne as I also overcame and sat down beside my Father on his throne. Overcomers get to sit next to him on the throne. Think about that. We have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. But we can't give up. 
We've got to speak the word. You're going to sit next to him if you overcome. And you've got this. You've got this. You can do it. Be encouraged. I'm here to cheer you on. And in closing, I just have a couple more verses, but I'm getting there. (laughs) Therefore, since Hebrews 12.1, this is the one. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, who by faith have tested to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off, take this off, (laughs) take it, burn it up, put it on the altar, right? Strip it off. Don't wear it again. Commit to only putting on the garment of praise, only putting on this garment. Strip it off. Every unnecessary weight, the sin which easily, cleverly entangles us and let us run with the endurance and active persistence, the race that is set before us. You have a whole cloud of witnesses cheering you on. I can see in heaven right now, all of them cheering us on. Come on, you've got this, you've got this. You can do it. Keep running. You fall down. Get up. Get up. Think about your little little kids when they're first learning to walk, right? They fall down, and you're like, come on. You can do it. Come on. You can do it. That's what Father, Heavenly Father is doing for you. He's saying, you've got this. You can do it. And don't, don't condemn yourself. Don't put yourself in the, you know, there. Like when, you're, when, you're, when you mess up and when you do wrong, get back up. Get back up. God is not giving up on you. We're not giving up on you. Thank God Troy didn't give up on me when I was grumpy to him, right? (laughs) He still loves me. So you have a whole cloud of witnesses cheering you on. Heaven is rooting for you, and I know it takes work. I remember when um, Jeremiah played football. He's a war machine. He's, like, awesome. We won. We won every game. We played into December. Champions play into December. Woo! We were cold. It was so cold. And we made it almost all the way to state. We were there. We were, like, at the big game, right? The big, big game. And, and we lost. I still think it was because, well, anyway. We, we lost at the end. But, but I remember, like, Troy was, he was so moved with compassion. You know, the guys are crying. They've been playing football together since seventh grade. And is there, you know, some of them were seniors. Jeremiah was a junior. And I remember Troy was like, I mean, I was heartbroken. You feel so bad for them. When they, when they fail, and, and I looked, and Troy's like this, and he's crying, and I'm like, oh. But you know what? God's moved to compassion for you. He's such a loving father. When you're not winning, he's rooting for you. He's cheering you on. When you're hurt, and you failed, or you lost, or you're broken, or you did it because you put on the wrong garment yourself, He's still like, no, come here. Like, I'm here with you. I love you. I'm cheering you on. I'm rooting for you. My heart is broken for you. Because I know that without that complete surrender, you're separated from me. When you're entangled in this world, you're separated from me. It's so heavy, church. Let me tell you how much your pastors love you. They love you so much. Your leaders the people that are cheering for you, that are rooting for you. Man, I'm telling you, and I'm not telling you this because I, I need like a pat on the back. I don't, like I'm, I'm so serious. But I'm telling you that like, sometimes I'll go to bed like, oh, I didn't see them there. They weren't there. God, are they okay? Are they good? And I'm only using that example to tell you because that's how he feels about you. It's not me. I'm just a vessel, a tool, just a, a you know, something that he can use. To, to, to get his word out to people. But he's moved by you. He sees it when you're hurting. He sees it when you're broken. He sees it when you lost the championship game. It breaks his heart. You're an overcomer. And you will sit with him, beside him on the throne. John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering, but be courageous, be confident, be undaunted. I love that word. Be filled with joy. 
I have overcome the world and my conquest is accomplished, my victory abiding. So we know the ending, church, and it's good. You win. You win. You win. You're more than conquerors through Christ. Trust him. Don't quit. Don't leave tears. Don't leave openings. Don't leave, don't leave the gaps. Trust him. Put on this garment. Man, if I could just like beg you, I would <laughs> put on this garment. I can't put it on for you. Put on your father's love. You have to put it on yourself. You've got to wear it. You've got to wear it every day. You've got to allow him to wrap his self around you, to cover you. Because this right here, it repels. And it doesn't allow anything else to penetrate. If I'm wearing that, holes. The devil can penetrate it. And I'm not saying that bad things aren't going to happen because we live in a broken world. If you've been alive longer than two hours, you know that by now, right? <laughs> but it can't stay. <laughs> it can't stay. It can't last. It's not allowed. So that spirit of heaviness has to go. It has to go. I remember saying yesterday, I was just like, God, why am I so heavy? Spirit of heaviness, you have to go. You have to go. You're bringing joy to your people. You're bringing strength to your people. What people are going through, it can't stay. It can't remain because of who is in you. He's already won. He's already won. You are strong and courageous. Let his peace comfort you. Be undaunted. Be confident. Run the race. I'm cheering you on. You've got this. So we're going to pray. We're going to pray. And I want just prayer warriors up here. If you need somebody to hold your arms up. And maybe if you're the normal prayer warrior that needs your arms held up, you come and stand facing the other direction. That's okay too. Let's do it, right? We need each other. But listen, I implore you. It's a fancy word for beg. <laughs> I implore you. Allow Holy Spirit to change your life. Allow him to tenderly grab you by the face and say, I love you. I'm with you. I'm for you. You're not of this world. You're mine. You belong to a different kingdom. Let me wrap you up in my arms. Let me protect you. Keep on sowing. It's work. It's work, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Your kids, your grandkids need you to do this. They need you to do this. You can't give up. You can't give up. There's generations after you that need to know that word. He needs to know that word. Because when he's alone and he's afraid, he's going to remember, God, you have not given me a spirit of fear, but of love. We do this. Peace and a sound mind. They've got to remember that. They've got to get it in them. Because when you're alone and the enemy comes, you got to have those roots, right? You can't grow weary. It's got to grow deep. It's got to grow deep. It's got to grow deep. So let's pray. Stand up with me. Let's pray. And if you want to come to the altar and pray alone and get those roots deep, come up. If you want to pray with somebody, come up. But let's just pray for a minute. And then if you, you do want to go, we'll, we'll dismiss you and all of that. But let's pray first. Father, we just thank you, God. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your goodness, Jesus. Lift your hands with me, church. I love just lifting my arms up as high as I can because it is a sign of surrender. It's a sign of trust because you're open. Look how open we are. We're not covering. We're saying, God, I want all of you. God, I need all of you. Jesus, I trust you. I know that I'm not alone. Father, I will not quit. I will be encouraged, God. I'll wrap myself in your praise. I will speak your word. I will choose life. Father, I will get myself around overcomers. I will encourage other people. Strip away, Holy Spirit, that garment that has holes and rips and tears, God. 
Show us, Holy Spirit, where we need you, where the enemy is penetrating. Make it clear now, Father. Make it clear to every person in here where we have allowed the enemy to penetrate, where we have allowed those rips, where we have allowed those holes. God, and help us to cover that atah, that garment that covers your people. Cover it now, Father God. We cover it now that healing may come, that restoration may come for your body, for their families, God, that we will have strong families in here. That there is healing and wholeness in this place. Father, that we won't walk in fear, that we will walk in wholeness because we know our God. We are overcomers. I just pray a presence over these people today, God, over your body. Father, that they just have your strength covering them. That they will feel your arms, God, strengthening their life, strengthening their spirit, God, giving them a hope and a peace not like this world, God. But that they will be undaunted. They will not be touched. That the enemy will not be able to get in. It will fall. It will repel. That garment of praise will repel every single thing that will try to penetrate, God. That you are covering them. That you are protecting them. Spirit, soul, and body in their mind. Their thoughts, God. Their heart. That breastplate of righteousness is on. And nothing can penetrate that heart. Father, that you are drawing them closer to you, Lord Jesus. And as we draw closer to you, we will pull other people along. We will pull them up, Father, that we will cheer them on, God, that we will make heaven crowded, that we commit to bringing every single person with us that we can because it's so worth it. Give us new eyes, Jesus. Give us new spirit eyes to see exactly what you are speaking. Quick ears to hear what you are saying, God, and respond in obedience, that we will have nothing between us and our God, nothing between us, that we lay it at the altar, that we sacrifice it to you, Jesus. We don't want it, God. We only want you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for favor over their life. I speak favor. I declare favor over them, that they are children of the Almighty God. Thank you, Jesus, for healing, Father, over their lives. Thank you, God, for blessings and abundance, God, that as they seek you first, they don't worry about anything else because you are covering them, Father. Thank you for a supernatural joy that they take you with them everywhere they go, that it will bubble up in them and over and around everybody else. Thank you, God. We trust you, Jesus. Thank you for loving us, Father, in spite of us. You're so good. In Jesus' name, amen. If you need prayer, come up and pray. Let us cheer you on. Let us hug you. (laughs) Just remind you who you are, that you're an overcomer. But get in your word this week. Don't allow the enemy to take it from you. Get in your word. We love you. We bless you. We'll be in Wednesday night at our Cleveland Valley View campus at 7 o'clock, or you can join us online. But live right, love everybody, and pray hard. God bless you.